0: you are listening to the fly the w670 podcast it's season two it's episode 50 cubs madness in milwaukee don't forget to listen download review most importantly subscribe to the podcast follow us on the socials fly the w670 on twitter instagram and fly the w on facebook of course email crowley and i fly the w670 at gmail.com. Well, Crowley, it uh, lived up to the hype. The Cubs and Brewers just wrapped up north of the Cheddar Curtain. You are still up there. You went to game number three. Uh, An exciting series. Didn't go exactly the way we had all hoped, but didn't go exactly the wrong way either. Let's uh, get into it right away. Let's uh, get into game one that goes back to what? That was July the 3rd, Crowley, right? I, I was broadcasting from an airport. Uh, Drew Smiley <laughs> versus uh, Julio Tehran.
1: Yeah, man. You know, sometimes you get these series that you you, you think about, uh, you just classic epic battles, and that's what this was. Back and forth, no lead was safe. It, it was it was as, as you know, it was a fun series. Like I said, didn't go 100 percent the way we wanted it to, but man, it was it was a crazy week of baseball. Uh, game one was the one that probably frustrated me the most. Uh, the Cubs did lose eight to six. Uh, you know, how many times have we said that this season was a tale of two games in the, you know, the Cubs offense exploded in the first three innings, scoring three in the second and three in the third, they're up six, nothing Bellinger, magical Barnhart, they all drive in runs in the second. And then Morrell magical and Barnhart drove in three runs in the third. So that's four RBIs for magical and Barnhart at the bottom of the
0: order. And you've got to take advantage of that Crowley. When you get efforts like that from guys at the bottom, those are the games you must, must win.
1: Right and, and and you know you're up 6 nothing everything's looking good but Drew Smiley he's really struggled uh you know for for a while now I think ever since that perfect game that kind of didn't uh didn't go his way and it just you know you got a 3 nothing lead in the top of the third that should be you know plenty but you know the Brewers were able to put three on their own at the bottom of the third you had William Contreras double, Christian Yellis triple, and Willie Adames single. That cuts the Cubs' lead to 6-3. And then in the fourth inning, Smiley got into a jam walk in the first two batters but was able to get out of it but at a cost. With one out, Nick Magical runs into the sidewall in foul territory and, uh, you know, trying to get a foul ball. And, you know, he had – it's not going to look good. They're going to pull him from the game. And he's somebody that was really hot for the Cubs. So, you know, that that was a loss, you know. Yeah, yeah we will
0: miss him for sure.
1: You know, so Drew Smiley was done. Fulmer came into the game out of the pen, right? It Magical felt something in the right hamstring, and that was the same one he tore in 2021. And like we said, since being recalled from Iowa, he was hitting 325, 409, 466. He solidified that third base position, which was a struggle for the Cubs this entire season.
0: Right. But- he, he, made our, he made the hot list uh, two weeks in a
1: row. Now we get into something, Dustin, that bothers me. And this, this, I, I felt like this game was on David Ross, okay? Um, he will move Morrell from DH to third to take over for Magical. Now, here's the problem with that. The rule states that if your DH, if a player serving as a DH is later used on defense, he continues to bat in the same lineup, but can't. the team cannot use the DH. So now you have no DH anymore. DH is gone. You burned him. Instead of say taking it's a Jared really Young, weird,
0: it's a really weird rule, isn't it?
1: I, it doesn't bother me. I I I, I think that that's a, a fair rule, but I think that that Jared Young has played first base and third base, so why wouldn't you just take Jared Young and move him to third, and then you could put anyone, you know, you could have messed around with it a lot of way, but you didn't have to burn the
0: DH. That, that's what I'm I'm saying. The burning of the DH seems bizarre to me. That's my point.
1: Right, and that's where I was kind of scratching my head with David Ross. What is he thinking? Uh, you know, I have no idea what's going on here. So what ends up happening is Smiley leaves the game. He only went 3.2 innings pitch. He gave up four hits, three runs, three walks, and five Ks. But Dustin, we talked about this, is that when you go, you know, when you can only go 3.2 innings, now you put a lot of stress on the bullpen. Everybody's got to look perfect for, you know, we are talking about five and a half innings, five and a third innings, you know.
0: I mean, that's got to be one of his shortest outings, right? If not the shortest so far this year.
1: Not yeah. It, it wasn't good and it came at the worst time. So after the Cubs scored uh, you know, six runs in the first three innings against Julio Terran, they did nothing in the next three innings. You should have been able to knock him out, go for the knockout punch. He goes six innings. Fulmer did a good job. You won two point one scoreless innings after coming in for Smiley. But here's the thing here's the mistake number two by David Ross, right? Julian Mer- Merriweather came in and he was not his best. He gave him a single and two walks to load the bases. Craig Council went to the left handed pinch hitter, Jesse Winker, right, to face Merriweather. Perfect time to go with Mark Leiter Jr., who's been dominating lefties, one of your best relievers. Instead, he brings in Anthony Kay, who the Cubs picked up off the scrap heap in a bases loaded situation. So Council brings in righty pinch hitter Jameel Jones, and, you know, what he's going to do Ooh. is. He's- Ex- day, major <laughs> league debut, he doubles to clear the bases, of course and now the does. game's timed in the does. six. Cave walks the next batter and hits Caratini to load the bases for the second time that inning. Lighter was able to get out of it, but but it was just so foolish. Like you could have had Lighter in there, and then then you lighter could have gone against the lefty righty he's got even splits so that was the huge mistake that david ross made there is a that a lot
0: of a lot of people on social media Crowley, a lot of places i look for cubs uh, content and information a lot of people were wondering if uh if uh, david ross was going to make it through this series
1: it was it was it was frustrating. It was that was his his worst game out of out of all of them, and unfortunately, Lighter had a bad week. He would pitch then into the eighth after he finished the inning. He gave up three straight singles, and the Brewers took their first lead, seven to six. Owen oh, Miller would hit a sack fly that make it eight to six. The Cubs were able to get runners in first and second with two outs against closer Devin Williams, but Dansby Swanson strikes out to end the game. The offense scored six runs on ten hits, were four for eleven with runners in runners in scoring position. But again, after the third, the offense just dried up. But I, I really think this loss was directly on David Ross.
0: Well, you and I will definitely agree on a couple of things, Crowley. That one, uh, David Ross has to wear it with the use of the bullpen. But that Cubs offense, the, the guys that you were definitely counting on, needed to step up. Again, going backwards a little bit in what we've already talked about. When you're getting production from Nick Madrigal and Tucker Barnhart you've got to take advantage of that. When those guys are producing the offense for you and you're staked to a 6 nothing lead, Drew Smiley also has to be a better pitcher, right, in those situations when you're staked to that kind of a lead in a series that was statement series, must-win games. You just had to be better. You had to be better. And it really, you know, we're going to get into game two, but I really had absolutely no faith on the 4th of July after that one, of course, because I work at the score and help you work on this podcast. I was listening to Pat and Ron. I decided to be outside and enjoy the uh, 4th of July heat here in Illinois a little bit, but uh, that was a tough one to uh, tough one to swallow. And again, I heard a lot of people talking, wondering if, if there was any chance on a holiday, the Cubs might make a move with David Ross. It didn't happen. Obviously.
1: No, and I, and I don't think it's going to happen this year. But uh, I mean, he just got an extension not too long ago. It was just, it was frustrating all the way around. And then in Game Two, you had Kyle, Kyle Hendricks versus Wade Miley, and Game Two felt really similar to Game One. Luckily, <laughs> did it? <laughs> luckily, Kyle Hendricks was on the mound, and he continues to look strong. He gave he went six innings pitch, and he gave up four hits, two runs, only one of them earned. He had five Ks to one walk. The Cubs offense, once again, early lead. Uh, they were up 4 nothing through 5. Sayas Suzuki snapped an 0-21 slump with a triple. Scored on a Jan Gomes double in the second. Dansby's hit a solo home run to make it 2-0 in the third. And in the fifth, Trey Mancini hit a sack fly. And Cody Bellinger hit uh, two RBIs, uh, two out RBI single to make it 4 to nothing. And so, you know, everything's looking good. But just like the game before, Milwaukee starts to chip away. Bryce Terang single to put the Brewers on the board in the fifth to make it four to one. Then in the sixth, we had some controversy Okay, with one out. Christian Yelich singles. He steals second. Jesse's winker strikes out. So you got two outs and William Contreras is up the bat. He hits a slow roller up the first baseline. And instead, instead of staying in the runner's lane, which is kind of in foul territory, he's right on the line. And so Miguel Amaya's, had no throwing lane. Contreras should have been called out for interference when Amaya's throw got past Trey Mancini. The Brewers are going to score their second run to make it 4-2, and Ross was upset with home plate umpire Eric Bacchus. But, you know, the call's the call. He's not going to change it. Um, the big difference, though, here is, unlike the day before, the Cubs were able to add runs to their lead late. They scored when Miguel Amaya hit a clutch two-out double to score Jared Young and Cody Bellinger, and it looked like the Cubs had a safe 6-2 lead going into the bottom of the eighth. Unfortunately, Mark Leiter Jr. had another bad outing his second in a row, hitting the first battery faces and giving up a single to William Contreras and Rowdy Telez to make it 6-3. to three. With two outs, Albert Alzali came into the game, and Willie Adames hit a double to make it 6-4, to four. but Alzali got out of it. Now the Cubs' lead was only two to runs. Alzali continued in the bottom of the ninth. He gave up three singles to make it 6-5, hit a batter, gave up a sack fly. And the Brewers have tied it all up again, and Cub fans are just
0: going crazy. And at this point, Crowley, my power has gone out. So now I'm hoping that my, my Alexa has gone out. I'm on the I'm on the app on my cell phone, but can't watch any of it on TV. House is warming up, and I've got people over for a cookout.
1: Yeah, not, not good. You know, <laughs> not, not a good situation for anyone at that point. And so, you know, we get to the 10th. You got the uh, Manford man. The Cubs hit into an unlucky double play on the top of the 10th. We head to the bottom of the inning, and Ross had used Merriweather, Leiter Jr., and Admiral Alzali. So in this critical moment, who does he, does he call? Daniel Palencia. He was a starter last year in South Bend. They converted him this season to a reliever, climbed up to Tennessee and then Iowa, and now he's here in MLB debut in a game with huge implications, and he has a runner on second because we're an extras. After the first out, Owen Miller singled, and the Brewers decided to test the arm of Ian Happ. Ian gunned down Andrew Monteserio at the plate, and Miguel Amaya alertly threw it to second. Miller made it, but he overslid the bag, jumped back, and Nico jumped at him at the same time for the tag for a 7-2-4 double play to get out of the inning.
0: That was so so (laughs) awesome. That was so awesome. Um, And Amaya has not been given enough credit for that heads-up play. That was a really... Really heads up play.
1: Absolutely brilliant. And there's an awesome photo if you can find it online of, of Nico tagging yes. uh, Montessario. It's, it's phenomenal. So, you know, the Cubs have life again. And so Cody Bellinger starts the 11th at the top and this on, on, on second. Wisdom grounds out, but then a wild pitch moved Bellinger to third. Amaya struck out. Nico hit a clutch two out single to put the Cubs up seven to six. Then Dansby Swanson was up to bat and home plate umpire Eric Bacchus forgot what the count was. OK, he called Swanson out on strikes, even though there was only two strikes. First base coach Mike Napoli had some words for Bacchus. Uh, Andy Fletcher the first base umpire in the crew chief. He tosses Napoli. Ross comes out and gives it to both Fletcher and Bacchus. He gets tossed out. You know, obviously <laughs> Ross was upset. There's a couple bad calls, not a lot. But, you know, the interference call that was never made got was Ross mad. And then the Brewers kind of played some games with the roof. You're not supposed to change the roof. Kind of. Kind of played some games. Yeah, playing some games there. <laughs> and they closed the roof. You're not allowed to do that. And so he was mad about that. So. Uh, we have clips of how happy uh, David Rossi was after that game. It, was, it wasn't quite up to Lee Elia standards, but it was pretty no. good for Grandpa Rossi. <laughs> you know, so you, with the Cubs leading 7-6, to six, Milwaukee had one more chance with a runner on second and Palencia still on the mound. Ramil Tapia grounds out. Owen Miller, the man for man, goes to third with one out. Then Bryce Terank flat out to Hap. They tried out Hap's arm one more time and Hap threw Miller out from home to end the game. Dustin, how's this one? With Ian Happ recording two outfield assists at home plate, one in the 10th and the 11th, Happ became the first player with two outfield assists in extra innings in the same game since Andy Chavez did it for the Mets
0: against the Giant June 4th, 2006. It's crazy. It's so crazy. I mean, uh, I'm actually surprised it was that recent, honestly. I mean, that's a crazy, crazy stat.
1: Right, and Daniel Palencia became the fourth Cubs reliever since 2000 to earn a win in his major league debut. The last one was Hayden Wisniski, September 6, 2022 versus Cincinnati. But as we talked about, David Ross angry. This is the comments and uh this was on Marquee. I I saw this on Marquee and I'm going, "Oh my god, they didn't nobody had the dump button. Who's in charge of that?" So here's what here's what David Ross had to say and what everybody got to hear. even close.
0: And so um... It's got to be better. You know, they're closing the roof to get rid of the shadows. There's a lot of bullshit that went on today that just was really frustrating. I fucking thought it was horseshit. I don't fucking know. There we go. David Ross getting a little spicy, huh? The first real spicy words on the fly, the W670 podcast. Courtesy of David Ross.
1: (laughs) You know, so the Cubs win and, and, you know, now all of a sudden everyone's fired up. I get on, uh, I, we go to a bar, we get on one of those shuttles to Milwaukee, to, to uh, Miller uh, Miller Stadium, AmFam, whatever they call it now. It's Justin Steele versus Adrian Hauser. And that was another crazy game. Again, all of these end up being tied up at the end of the eighth, ninth inning. Justin Steele looked okay. He went six innings, gave up three runs on nine hits and five Ks. Uh, I thought he gave up. You know, there's a lot of hits in the third inning with the Cubs up one nothing. Andrew Monteserio singles. Steel got the next two out, and then William Contreras singled to tie the game. Then in the sixth, Willie Adama's homer to put the Brewers ahead two to one. They weren't done as Jamal Jones singled, stole second, and with two outs, Brian Anderson singled to put the Brewers up three to one. Rucker pitched two innings. He didn't give up any hits, but he walked three batters. Can't do that, and so I'm sitting here. You're down three-one, and and you're you're looking at the Brewers bullpen, and you're starting to get a little nervous. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. And and and, and the Cubs <laughs> had plenty of chances, Dustin, but they struggled to drive in runs. They had runners in each of the first five innings. Uh, the Cubs scored in the third inning with two outs, he and half single to make it one nothing. But Dansby Swanson hit into a double play to end the threat. In the fifth, the Cubs loaded the bases with one out, but once again, Swanson grounds into a double play to end the inning. In the seventh, Danceby was pulled from the game with a heel injury, trying to beat out that second double play. So the Cubs have all these chances, you know, to, to score some runs. They don't do anything. And now you got all star closer Devin Williams coming into the game. So you got Devin Williams coming into the game. And not only that, Dustin, just the Cubs are not a come from behind team. They haven't been. In a long while, and and so, you know, I'm just sitting there. I'm watching and saying to myself, eh, let's just get it over with so I can get back home and grab a few more beers. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what ends up happening is is that Bellinger hits a single. Morell struck out, but then Jared Young singles. He had runners at first and second with one out. Gomes grounded out, and the runners do not advance. But then Bellinger uh, – or I'm sorry, Bellinger advanced to third, and the Cubs were down to their final out. But then the Palatine Pounder himself, Mike Palatine Tuchman, Pounder. He doubles, he doubles, and that is going to score Young and Bellinger. And it's a whole new ball game, tied game. And then Nico grounded out to third or grounded to the third baseman, but Andrew, Brian Anderson threw it low. Owen Miller tries to dig it out, but the ball kind of pops out of his mitt, and then he can't find where it is. And Talkman never stops running. He scores from second to put the Cubs ahead four to three. Alzheimer came in and closed it down in the ninth. The victory marked the Cubs first when trailing entering the ninth inning this season. Unbelievable.
0: I, Unbelievable I mean, stat there.
1: They are. They are now one and thirty nine when coming into the ninth inning. The Cubs had lost 112 consecutive games in which they trailed by multiple runs in the ninth inning or later. The second longest active streak
0: in the majors. Unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I didn't think they had a chance, but God bless the fact that they, uh, they uh, did uh, win that one. I loved, I absolutely loved Al reaction. I I mean, unbelievable reaction to uh, to getting that save. And that was a big moment. And Hey, you know, it was also, you could have seen David Ross maybe not wanting to give him that opportunity again. Right. Um, After what had happened earlier in the series. So, um, good that he went back to the well, not that he's got a ton of options, but I just, I just absolutely loved, loved, loved his reaction to winning that game.
1: You, you want to get a bounce back after, you know, he struggled the night before or the day before. And so, you know, it's good. Uh, I was happy for him. You know, sometimes it works out like it did with, uh, uh Al's lie. And sometimes it doesn't like it did all week with, uh, Mark Leiter jr. You know,
0: right. Mark Leiter jr. Not exactly, uh, uh, looking forward to a trip back up to Milwaukee, I don't think, anytime soon. No, that takes us to game
1: four, and, and I'm feeling good, right? The Cubs up 2-1, you got your ace on your mound, and then, you know, Devin Williams is totally burned up. He threw, I forget how many, over 20-some pitches in that inning. So you got a feeling that you're not, you know, even if it's a close one, which you kind of knew it would be, you wouldn't have to see that guy. Marcus Stroman was cruising through the first four innings, but the wheels fell off in the fifth. Ramil Tapia singles. He steals second. Stroh strikes out Brian Anderson, but then like a key sequence with former Cub Victor Caratini happens. He's at the plate and Marcus gets ahead of him one and two on that second called strike Caratini begins arguing with the ump. No, nah, that pitch was no good. Da 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 da. Arguing about the pitch. It gets to a three, two count and Stroman throws a pitch even better than the one he got called on strike two, but er- but, but, but the umpire is going to call it a ball. And so Caratini walks Brian Terrain would fly out, but it, it, that would have been the third out of the inning. But instead, because of that walk, Joey Weimer singles. The game's tied at one. And then Chris, the resurgent Christian Yelich hit a three run homer to give the Brewers a four to one lead. And you're going, oh, no, no, I can't believe it. Too good to happen. But the Cubs are going to fight back. They hit uh, in the top of the sixth. Cody Bellinger hit a two run blast to make it four to three. The Brewers would get one back when uh, Mark Ladder Jr., who struggled, like I said, Wachielich, who stole second, advanced to third on a throwing error by Gomes. Willie Adames hits a sack fly to put the Brewers up 5-3. to three. But Jan Gomes ties it up in the top of the eighth with a two-run mammoth home run. And and everybody's excited, but unfortunately, Vic Caratini hits a mammoth home run of himself.
0: And I mean, that was, that was a no-doubter. I mean, that he was a- absolutely, positively... Um, blasted that ball. I mean, n- never a doubt.
1: No, no. And, and, and I don't know why if Victor Caratini turns into a freaking all-star every time he faces the Cubs. Apparently he's still angry about that. You Darvish trade. I don't know, but it, you know, that's, he keeps doing it to the Cubs. And, and so that's, you know, Michael Fulmer is the one that gave that home run up. Cubs had no more comebacks left in them as they would lose six to five. Like we talked about at the top of the show, man, an absolutely entertaining week of baseball. But unfortunately for the Cubs, they gain no ground at a, at a point in time where they really got to start doing something if they don't want to become sellers.
0: Right. And a little uh, little added value to the podcast, Crowley. I just saw a tweet. Um, Strowman said he's not sure if he'll even attend the All-Star game. He is mm-hmm. definitely not going to be pitching in Seattle.
1: Yeah. That, yeah. So, you know, it's uh, – a. You know, I think that the the Brewers have a lot of confidence. And and you look at this team, and it's funny because you said who earlier, and you could say this about a lot of these guys, but they keep finding a way to win. And every time I watch the Brewers, and I keep saying this, I think that Craig Council is the best manager in the NL Central, and I think he's far and away better than David Ross's.
0: Yeah, I I have to agree, even though I don't want to agree because I don't like Craig Council. He doesn't do much for me. I I just find him to be uh, a whiny uh, bitch for lack of a better term. Most of the time, he's always got the bitter beer face going. Um, just not a fan of the guy.
1: Yeah, but, but he sure knows how to coach it. Like I said, this is a team you look at these guys and, and look at, look at what they're doing. So
0: one other thing we should probably include is that uh, no Dansby Swanson in that game either.
1: Correct. So no Dansby Swanson. And so, so I
0: wonder, you know, does Dansby Swanson play in New York? Does Dansby Swanson also not go out to the all-star game? Something to ha- absolutely keep an eye on.